0: Hey, welcome to the Ranking Things Podcast. I'm Jason Davis. And I'm Eric Wright. Each episode, we're going to choose a topic to rank. We're going to give our choices for our top five and defend our choices. The whole point of the podcast is to share conversations with you. Please let us know what you think. Email us rankingpodcast at yahoo.com or tweet at Jason Davis Voice. Now each episode we're going to focus on a different thing. This episode we're going to focus on music. Our top five American rock bands. There you go. American rock bands. Um, I would like to defer to you first.
1: Okay. For me, this was super, super hard to do because there's so many great bands out there. So I was trying to say, okay, I want to do this right. Figure it should be bands that have somewhat of a catalog and they need some bit of popularity. So you imposed guidelines for yourself. I had to because otherwise... I never would have been able to do this. Okay. Like, I took out bands where really the lead person was really the band, like, you know, Jimi Hendrix and The Experience. Okay. Okay, they're not in my list because that's Jimi Hendrix. Right. So that helped me narrow it down. Okay. Also, I wanted bands that made some kind of, like, real impact on either a genre. Okay. Or created a genre. Interesting. Or just d- helped define right. it.
0: So. I just went with my opinion. I, and, and, yeah. I, well, a little bit of that too. But my honestly, opinion is, of course, in there. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. Because oh, that's the whole point. Like I said earlier, the whole point of this podcast for me is to talk about these things, but also to make conversation with people listening too. Right. Obviously, we're not all going to agree on the same things no. when we do these lists. Right. And that's you know I think it's going to be fun to see what people think you right. know and, and I'm sure we're going to get shit for some of our choices absolutely so who's your number five then my number five is Van Halen number five
1: uh, see I knew you're going to start with me right away I, I am, knew this was going to be a problem shocked. well then aren't you intrigued what my next four could be very much so okay I'm very much intrigued all right. right so Van Halen obviously Van Halen has to be in the top five because. What is the
0: main instrument in a rock and roll band? Well, it depends who you ask. <laughs> if you ask the drummer, they say, they'll say they say the drums. Who's the no. guy that
1: hangs out with all the musicians?
0: Okay. <laughs> no, believe me. That's I, an old I joke. Can't drum, I can't drum. So. That's an old joke, but, but it, in all seriousness, if you have a shitty drummer in your band, you have a shitty band. No oh, question yeah. about it. Absolutely, you got to have a solid drummer always. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, all right. So, so, so of course you're, you're referring to the guitar, guitar playing. Right. So
1: that's so to me, you have to have Van Halen because you got Eddie. Mm-hmm. I think Van Halen they came around when like the heavy metal stuff was was kind of dying. Mm-hmm. Eddie was creating a whole new sound. Mm-hmm. The fact that they were actually had harmonies. Mm -hmm. was very unique Mm -hmm. they also have a really big catalog of music they Mm -hmm. span i mean you listen to their david lee roth stuff and you listen to the sammy stuff i mean to me
0: anyway i think it's very different yeah
1: and but But a lot of it's very good
0: especially i mean i'm more of the david lee roth oh yeah me too you know me too Um, i think most van halen fans would agree with that probably i will say this about Mm -hmm. both eras of van halen yeah from day one they were always a hard rock band with pop sensibility.
1: Well, I think a lot of it was from David Lee Roth from, you know, the book I read mm-hmm. that you loaned me. Yes, great book. <laughs> Van yeah. Halen
0: Rising. Van Halen Rising. Yeah. Uh, Greg Renoff is the author. Great book. If you're a Van Halen fan, I highly highly recommend you yeah. get it.
1: David Lee Roth, he really wanted to be
0: in the band. Mm-hmm. You know, he was nuts about it. he really thought Eddie was the shit. The story goes that David Lee Roth wanted to be in the band really bad, and he was in another group. He had a PA system that he would rent to the guys in Van Halen. they were At the time, they were mammoth, I think. Yes. They figured out that it would just be cheaper to bring him in the band (laughs) instead of paying for the PA system. (laughs) Right. So that's how David Lee Roth ended up singing for Van Halen.
1: And the other thing, too, is Eddie was the singer, but he wanted to concentrate more on the playing. But they always wanted to have like harmonies. And I think right. like you're saying that's the pop, pop sensibility, The pop thought they had to yeah. it. Van Halen for me they come in at number 5. Okay.
0: And I'm going to I'm holding back a lot of my thoughts on Van Halen because because right, I'm sure you're up there. They're coming up in my list too. Yeah, so so what's your 5? Well, number 5 for me is Foo Fighters. Oh, okay. And I got to tell you, I'm not a huge Foo Fighters fan. Mm -hmm. I I, I like Foo Fighters, but I'm not like, I don't have like all their albums. I don't go to their shows, although I've seen some of their like concerts on TV and stuff, and Mm -hmm. they're amazing live and all that. Yes, they are. Um, The reason I put them on my list, their contribution to the rock genre, you know, over the last two decades, Mm -hmm. you can't deny that. Absolutely. I don't know if they're the only really great rock band that's been around in the last couple of decades. That wouldn't be fair to say that. Yeah. But they're certainly. One of the better ones, and certainly one of the most successful ones.
1: Yeah. And I've seen them in concert, and I mean, their talent is undeniable. Mm-hmm. The fact that they've already been together for 20 some years. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. It's like, wow, the time just friggin' flew with them. When you're trying to say, well, a top 10, let alone, you know, friggin' top five, <laughs> Foo Fighters, to me, just not quite there only because they didn't create a genre. They didn't redefine or save a genre in my book. So I, I can't put them. I love them, but I can't put them in a top five.
0: Maybe they didn't create a genre, but they clearly respect their influences. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, the fact that they are born out of Nirvana, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that Dave Grohl, you know, Nirvana ends yeah. and he comes up, he goes, you know what? I feel like picking up a guitar and being a front man now. Right. And he creates right. this group and they have all the success and not only that again a really good hard rock and band with right. a pop sensibility there's hooks they're oh, not yeah. they're not just a bunch of guys like banging on their instruments i mean right, there's there's right. definitely good songwriting there no absolutely and
1: but like i said i needed to be able in my mind to come up with some guidelines because otherwise i would have 40 number 5 bands
0: so okay <laughs> All right, so let's go to number. Tough. Let's go to number four because, like, we don't want this podcast to be I hope three we hours don't long. Come, I know. I hope we don't come to fisticuffs. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get, no. Oh. Okay, who's
1: your number four? My number four is the Ramones. Okay, okay. okay? Basically, because they are kind of credited as the first punk band. What I really loved about them is, even though you can't say that they were super famous, they were never really huge, huge. True. They had enough popularity where people know of them yeah you know i mean their songs have been in movies right so there was they did a movie about one of their songs about them right there's enough of a catalog and enough longevity for for them to be i think in the top five um also because when we talk about creating a genre Mm -hmm. you know they really took something going back to basically you listen to them it's a lot of Rock and roll. Like my kids, when I played Ramones for them, mm-hmm. they were thinking Ramones were going to be some kind of like trashy punk, horrible thing, like, you know, circle jerks or something right. like that. And they were amazed that they were like, well, this kind of sounds like the 50s. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. They went back, mm-hmm. but in the 50s, you didn't sing beat on the brat, beat on the brat with the baseball bat. <laughs> you know, you didn't do
0: that. I want so, to be sedated. Yeah. That's true. So they
1: completely redefined. <laughs> What
0: basic rock and roll was they base now that you mentioned that, they yeah. kind of took what Chuck Berry did, yes, and added a lot of distortion, right? And really and just like made like magnet right. you know, I think they're definitely a good choice, yeah, um, I think thank you. I when think we're talking about great American rock better. bands, right. They're a group that you can probably go anywhere in the world and talk to any legitimate rock fan and go, right. name a Ramon song, and they're going to know at least one, sure, but probably yeah. a lot more. Yeah.
1: I think their influence on, rockers mm-hmm. is undeniable
0: yeah so i'm gonna get shit for my number four oh, really yes i am okay. and I'm, I'm gonna stand by this all right what you got my number four is bon jovi
1: oh and we're in new jersey that's right
0: so all right i yeah all right here's why i'm here's I why i put I bon jovi that. it's okay that's why it's all about opinions right yeah yeah the reason I chose Bon Jovi is there's a couple of things. First off, okay. um, when I was a teenager, they were a big part of my teenage my teenage years. Yes. I mean, you know, between MTV and the songs. Right. And I know that people are going to be pissed that I said Bon Jovi. <laughs> and so Real maybe rockers maybe, are going to be pissed. Maybe right now by saying Bon Jovi is number 4 Mm-hmm. Um, poking the the hornet's nest a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. I don't care, though, because I've always mm-hmm. been a fan of Bon Jovi. Now, right. I have to clarify something. I'm more okay. of a fan of their older stuff. I don't really know a lot of their newer stuff, I'll be honest with you, because I just, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I feel like, you this know... This house
1: is not for sale.
0: Wow, you really That's hate Bon Jovi. That's a number one album.
1: You really hate Bon it's Jovi, don't you? Album. No, actually, I do enjoy Bon
0: Jovi very much, but I just don't see them okay.
1: as a... Rocker again.
0: So I have notes as again some other reasons yeah. why I chose them. Again, Jersey Pride. Jersey, well, Jersey Pride. Pride sure. The funny thing is, I, I was going gonna... Sinatra before Bon Jovi. But well, on. Sinatra's not a band, though. Oh, that's right. Even though I'm not a big fan, I was going to say Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Right. Yeah. But then I went with Bon Jovi instead because mm-hmm. it's more controversial. <laughs> okay. Four plus decades, they've been they've been banging mm-hmm. it out. Right. And they still have a, an audience. I mean. Oh yeah. You know they sell out. MetLife Stadium Right On a regular basis mm-hmm, And they mm-hmm. still do arenas And all that Right They're great live Have you ever seen Bon Jovi I've live?
1: Seen, I've seen them three times live Okay
0: John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora It was because of their Acoustic performance On the MTV Awards That right. the whole Unplug series Became a thing Right
1: Yeah That's true
0: And that was an amazing performance mm-hmm. One that I still Look up on YouTube Every once yeah. in a while Because it was just mm-hmm. so good Bon Jovi could easily do A two hour show And play nothing but hits Yeah I'd give it up for that.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't see a top.
0: All right, okay, let, let's go. To the, all, right. all right, so we're three now. Number three. All right, my number three,
1: and I'm kind of going back and forth. Is Nirvana. Okay. The only reason it's hard for me is because '90s. I wasn't completely thrilled with them, but I did recognize that. Well, they are something different, and I grew to like them an awful lot. Mm-hmm. I really do think that they really started the whole grunge thing. Oh, I mean, no, no I, mean question. They were... I really like Pearl Jam. I almost said Pearl Jam for number three. Okay. Um, because I like them better, but I think Nirvana just did have a different sound, a different feel that really got the whole grunge thing started.
0: Yeah, I mean, so there were other groups too, that. you know, yeah, Alice Pearl Jam, in Chains, Soundgarden, you know, Temple of the Dog. But yeah.
1: to me, it's like, yeah, I think Nirvana really did kind of start it off.
0: And when Kurt Cobain died, nothing really kind of filled that void. Kurt Cobain, you know, you can't deny it. And the guy was a great songwriter. And and I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I can't understand why you put Nirvana in your top five. They're a great band. Nirvana, you still hear them on the radio, even Mm -hmm.
1: though they were really not around for very long. As a
0: group. Oh, yeah. I think they had a huge impact. Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's a great riff. And Weird Al did a parody of it. So you know they're legit. You know they're legit. (laughs) Yeah, when Weird Al does you. That's right. You know you've made it. So who's your three? Number three for me is The Eagles. Really? Yes. I am very pleasantly surprised to hear that. Oh, okay. You can't miss with those harmony vocals. Yeah. I mean, amazing. Mm-hmm. And and that's through many different eras of the band, too. I mean, they've yeah. had a lot of personnel come and go in that group. Right. They've always had consistently great harmonies. You
1: know, Netflix has this great rock ah, documentary. Oh, the History
0: of the Eagles. And make
1: sure you watch both parts. Oh, yeah. Because the first part ends, and then it goes, like, the screen goes black for, mm-hmm. like, 15, 20 seconds. And then it starts up again.
0: Yeah, it's like a three-hour documentary. It is, yeah. yeah. It was on Showtime originally. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. and I actually caught it on Showtime mm-hmm. way back, and it's amazing. Yeah. There's I, some great stuff in that.
1: I really like the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I've just always been a huge fan. They span a bunch of different genres. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that. I'd say they almost kind of like created this whole, not Southern rock, because they're not Southern country rock. Country rock. But it's like, a, you're right, like yeah. a country rock, but they definitely had some soft pop stuff, too, mm-hmm. but that's not, like, super sappy,
0: No, you know? Um, they kind of morphed, too. Like, mm-hmm. the, did you know that they started out as Linda Ronstadt's backup band? Uh, well, the two guys, yeah, yeah Fry yeah. and... Um, yeah, and Henley. And Henley did, yeah.
1: And Glenn Fry and Don Henley and Joe Walsh, mm-hmm. the three of them, each, mm-hmm. each one of them, mm-hmm. stands alone as an awesome artist, right. I think. There's so much that just those three mean to rock and roll that them in the band you can't miss
0: well that's one of the other things that i really like about the eagles the fact that they have you know several lead singers in the band and the fact that they have a drummer who's a great Mm -hmm. singer and a great songwriter which is a rare thing
1: and they did morph like in their early days glenn fry really did more of the singing and it was Mm -hmm. more kind of country Mm -hmm. but they realized that with don henley's voice that they did want something different and when they heard you know joe walsh they were like, we want more of that sound. Right. You know, we want to move away. And their first lead guitarist, he wanted to really stay a country band. Yeah. And it didn't work out with him. Yeah. And when they moved on, then, of course, you know, Hotel California just... Exactly. Ripped everything apart. Well, that's and, the thing.
0: When you get Joe Walsh in the band and Don Felder and, you know, that the later yeah. albums of the Eagles are mm-hmm. definitely more of a rock... vibe than a country vibe yeah so yeah they became a different group and you know the fact that they reunited after not doing anything for 14 years Mm -hmm. and they were still relevant yeah that speaks volumes too absolutely number two ready to go
1: to number two
0: number two go all right you are going to hate me i'm not gonna hate you for having an opinion i love you but the grateful dead (laughs) i'm not gonna hate you but i i could never (laughs) agree with that in a million years (laughs) (laughs) but go ahead
1: I'm actually kind of surprised that I put them so high. hmm I am too. I'm not a major deadhead, but it was really in college that I met a lot of Grateful Dead people. It's a whole society. Well, that's it. They're a whole culture to themselves. Right. They've spanned decades. Mm-hmm. People change their lives to follow them around. Mm-hmm. There's no denying their influence on so many bands no question. out there. I mean, right now you can say, okay, well, you know, Fish and Dave
0: Matthews. Well, there's two right off the bat. There wouldn't be a Fish and Dave Matthews culture if right. it wasn't for the Grateful Dead.
1: Right, exactly. Back in the 60s, they were the first band that projected up on a screen behind the band, and they played with different color oils in order to create the psychedelic look and okay. all that. And the 60s you know, was a huge backlash on the tightness of the 50s mm-hmm. you know the you know the the rigidity mm-hmm. and the 60s just blew up i mean not that i'm a child of the 60s right i've just seen a lot of documentaries
0: no but you're aware <laughs> of the culture i get it yeah. so
1: so that's why i mean i started with them in my top 10
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's just the more they just research and thinking yeah they kept moving up and i was honestly kind of surprised i kept moving them up
0: Listen, I get why they, they're in your top 5. I get why they're number 2. I just never got The Dead. They're just not my band. Yeah. I understand how popular they are. I understand what they mean to people, right. and I respect that. Mm-hmm. It's not that I I think, "Oh, fuck The Dead. They suck." You know, it's not that. I <laughs> right. just they're just not I just yeah. don't get it. I think we're going to have déjà vu pretty soon. So, yes, I think you're correct. <laughs> number 2 for me, yeah. The Mighty Van Halen. Okay. Yeah, that's no surprise. Yeah, so uh, we talked about Eddie Van Halen's influence. I mean, the guy pretty much redefined rock guitar. Absolutely, Um, yeah. A whole generation picked up guitars and played differently because of the guy. Their debut album, more than 40 years old, still sounds current. I play for my boys, and they were just blown away.
1: They heard Eruption, and my younger son, he's more now into, like, you know, Linkin Park and more of that kind of ilk and Fall Mm -hmm. Out Boy and harder stuff. Mm -hmm. He heard Eddie Van Halen, and he's like, what is this? And I'm like, see, it's he's forty This is 40 years ago, and y- you haven't heard this kind of yeah. stuff.
0: It's, yeah, everybody talks about what a great lead guitar player he is, and he, right. he's phenomenal, obviously. Of course, but the the thing about Eddie Van Halen's playing that to me mm-hmm. really stands out even more is the riffs. Yeah, he's so creative and unique, and right. his tone, mm-hmm. his guitar tone is unmistakable. You know, and the cool thing about him too is that he's also great with keyboards, and a right, lot of people yeah. gave him shit for that mm-hmm. later on. But well, that's how they he's were a musician. Trained. That's he, how they were trained exactly. But he's yeah. a, he's a musician and he's a creative guy, and yeah. he's not going to be stifled. Because mm-hmm. you think he's, you know, you want to put him in a Guitar Hero box, you know? Right. David Lee Roth in his prime, hands down one of the all-time great front right men. And it's funny because, you know, a lot of people have said, oh, well, you know, he
1: couldn't sing very well. And in that book, right before they went to uh, do their first actual, you know, recordings, he took a few months off and got voice lessons. And I'm surprised to
0: hear that, mm-hmm. yeah, he really couldn't sing. The thing about I- David Lee Roth is Sammy Hagar probably has more range than David Lee Roth. Okay. He could sing more of a variety of stuff because he has a higher range. He could go, you know, he could do different things with his voice more so than Dave. But David Lee Roth's voice is perfect for those early Van Halen records. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I think he sounds great. That smoky, kind of husky, ballsy, manly, hairy, stinky, sweaty, like total testosterone. Testosterone filled. And I mean, you know, the guy the guy was a salesman. I mean, you know Oh yeah. I once uh read an interview with Billy Sheehan, who was the bass player in David Lee Roth's solo band after Van Halen. Okay. And he yeah. talked about how, you know, Eddie Van Halen's this great musician, but Dave was like the salesman that that right. gave it to the masses. Yeah. You yeah. know?
1: Well, David, he was the one that he got Van Halen into, you know, a certain look. He wanted, like, more glam. He actually kind of started out Ziggy Stardusting. Okay. he was into doing the makeup, and, you know, he's got the big hair. He wanted the theatrics, and you can see it, like, in their videos and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, that... That was all David Lee Roth. Oh yeah, these, I mean all the fun kind of goofy oh, yeah. stuff in their videos. Yeah, because and, before him, you know Van Halen, they were really they were that's more the like Judas I'm Priest. About. Exactly, they were more Judas Priest and that kind of stuff. And he he
0: wanted them to go in a different direction. Yeah, they were doing like Sabbath covers and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, they were really hard. Yeah, Dave brings. Van Halen, that kind of Motown influence and, yes. and dance influence, and all absolutely. that kind of stuff, and that's why when they cover songs, mm-hmm. they put a definite Van Halen spin on it. Oh, absolutely! Absolutely, when and I might get shit for this too, but I mm-hmm. think their version of "You Really Got Me" is better than the Kinks. I I agree. Okay, it's different. Yeah.
1: And uh, what's the other song they do? Calling out. Oh, uh, d- the world. Uh, dancing in the street. Dancing yeah. in the street. That's a completely different song than totally. the original. And that's part to me. That's what a really it's good band
0: does. It's it's yeah. true enough to the original that, you, that you're not going, is that Dancing in the Street? Right. But it's got that cool oh, Eddie Van Halen touch yeah, to it. Yeah, the whole sound. It's Eddie's uh, his groove. Yeah. So Michael Anthony, lately he's been getting a lot more recognition for his harmony vocals, the high harmony that, right. that makes that Van Halen harmony mm-hmm. vocal so unique. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I don't think he gets enough credit for his bass playing Right. Some people say, oh, he's real basic in a lot of his mm-hmm. bass lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's okay because you got a flashy guitar player going off all over the place. Right. You need a guy to hold down the fort. And that's Michael true. Anthony yeah. is yeah. great at that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I just think he's a solid guy. And, and from what I've heard, he's like one of the nicest guys and one of the, right. one of the most genuine guys in the rock and roll business, yeah. too. So yeah. I give it up for Michael Anthony. Another thing that I mean, we talked about Van Halen Rising. You know, these guys, I mean, they were playing backyard parties in mm-hmm. Pasadena.
1: Yeah. They work their craft. They work their you ass You've got to respect that. got In this
0: era of, of American Idol and all those shows, yeah. you've got to respect the work ethic. And David Lee Roth oh, yeah. was one of the hardest working guys mm-hmm. back then. I mean, he was the guy that, that pushed them yeah. to, to do things. Yeah. He, you know? was, he was crafting a look and a style he was out there you know trying to sell the band and he to... wanted to get out there and play Eddie and Alex as great as they are at their instruments maybe didn't have the business acumen that Dave brought and i think you got to acknowledge that and for mm-hmm. all the people that badmouth David Lee Roth as not right. being a great singer when you go see David Lee Roth live you're not looking for an exact replica of what you hear on the records right. because he's jumping around mm-hmm. he's messing with the crowd you know right. he's got a lot of stuff going on so yeah. You know, you want a guy that's going to entertain you. And mm-hmm. most singers live are not going to sound identical to the record. No. I've seen them twice with David Lee and also David Lee solo. And the thing
1: is, in concert, yes, he's not singing every note out. In fact, half the time he's just doing a, ah, yeah. And then he's like, woo, pretty girl. Yeah. <laughs> and But he's just such a showman and it's mm-hmm. so freaking exciting. And um, so, yeah, I, I can't disagree too hard with you having Van Halen at number two, <laughs> but I just again it's like I can't put them that high. One, but of, I well, do I'm respect. a bigger Van Halen fan than you. Yeah. that's okay. That's, yeah. that's all
0: right. But the other thing too that I, I do want to acknowledge the the years that they worked with Sammy Hagar too. Yeah, listen, replacing Finish what you started I think is very cool. Fantastic. I love that song. Replacing a singer. Yeah, and a frontman of the magnitude of David Lee Roth is mm-hmm. no small feat. Absolutely, you have to have a guy as established as Sammy Hagar come mm-hmm. in. Right, and the great thing about the era with Sammy is that they kind of reinvented themselves. They became something different, but they were Mm -hmm. still true to themselves as Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. There were still moments where they rocked as raw Mm -hmm. as they did with Dave. Right, But there was definitely a more commercial Mm -hmm. aspect to their sound with Sammy because they could. Yeah. I definitely want to do a top five David Lee Roth era Van Halen songs. Okay. And then I also want to do a top five Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar. Because I think we could have a really
1: good conversation about that. And we'll see very different... Probably very different type of songs, and I'm not sure how to say this, but it's not that Sammy didn't have like the energy mm-hmm. that David does, but holy crap, David just had some kind of—I don't want to say he had this desperation—he had charisma.
0: He had charisma. You remember the videos? Yes. I think that's the main difference between them as frontmen. Yeah. Dave's charisma level is just amazing. They deserve to be top five. You put them in top two because you're a bigger fan. Mm-hmm. I
1: can't fault you for that. Okay. Cool. Who's your number one? The Eagles. Okay. Which is why I'm really glad that I heard you at Eagles in okay. your top five. Mm-hmm. Because I really thought you'd look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? No way. How can the Eagles? No way, but, man. Um, and I'm just curious, when you were in radio, mm-hmm. were the Eagles really big? Were you oh, playing yeah. them? Oh, yeah. I played a lot of Eagles. Stuff? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So is that part of maybe where you think about them? You know,
0: it's funny because if we did this podcast, you know, when I was younger... Yeah, there's no way I would have said the Eagles. Right as I've matured, mm-hmm. obviously your tastes change and you start to appreciate things when you're older that you didn't necessarily appreciate when you were younger. Right, and you see things differently. Honestly, even Van Halen, I was a fan growing up, but I right. became more of a fan later in life because there's so much shitty music out there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's so much shit out there that right. when you can listen to like the creativity of a guy like Eddie Van Halen, right, you really you appreciate that more. Right, right. But, yeah, the Eagles, listen, you can't deny the songs, you know? No. And all their talent. And,
1: you know, we brought this up when you had them as number three, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot more to, to say about the, the Eagles. Were there specific reasons why they're your
0: number one, though? You know, it's just... Besides like, what we talked about When already?
1: somebody says American band, mm-hmm. the Eagles just pop in my head. Yeah. It's kind of like somebody says... They're very Americana. Yeah, right, right. And I think, like... A few summers ago, we went out to Winslow, Arizona, and there's a whole friggin' shrine out there with, you know, a red pickup truck on the corner. As you're driving into Winslow, standing on, on the corner in Winslow, Arizona, Arizona such a fun. See, I mean, we could go. Absolutely, I mean, who can't quote? And if you can't quote Eagle songs, oh, you're not American. That's
0: right. All right, you clearly are listening to the wrong music. Right. <laughs> It's so snobby.
1: And as you're driving into Winslow, Arizona, you hear a faint eagle song. And as you get closer, and there's really nothing in this town, when you get into town, there's like this old warehouse building or whatever that is just an eagle's store. Okay. (laughs) They're just playing eagle stuff all day long on rotation. (laughs) You know, They've got all kinds of eagle's paraphernalia all over the place. The woman working in the store, I said, so do you ever get tired of the Eagles? She said, ah, I just I just put it, it out of <laughs> my head. Yeah,
0: Eagles are a great band, Eagles, no
1: question. That's America to me. That's America's. Okay. You know, country music is America, mm-hmm. but they're so much more. Oh, absolutely. No so question. That's where I go. And plus, there were some personal things in my life with them and girls mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So there's a heartstring in there.
0: Well, anybody who knows me... Those yeah. who my number one band? Well, American you know band what, is. and
1: you're giving it away because to me anyway, because yes. you're wearing the shirt. Yes, your studio was surrounded, so it's very clear. Yes. that your number one is Captain and Tennille. <laughs>
0: <laughs> love, love will keep us together. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking yeah, about Captain and Tennille. We should be talking we about my be- number one. Yeah, you wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest band in the world, baby. Kiss. Kiss. Listen, again, I'm probably going to get a (laughs) lot of shit for this one. Oh,
1: you're going to get some from me.
0: That's fine. But I have a lot of reasons why Kiss is my number one. Listen, they've been a part of my life for almost as long as I've been around. Right. I first was introduced to Kiss in like 1976, Mm -hmm. 77. Right. Seven, eight years old at that time. Mm -hmm. What they stand for is basically live your life the best you can don't let anybody tell you that you you can't do it. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to if you there's something that you want, you can do it. I'm super influenced by that. Mm-hmm. They're more than a band to me. Right. And just like the dead is a lifestyle to a lot of people, there you go. You will be hard pressed to find fans more loyal than Kiss fans. Oh, I agree. They have done a lot of things in their career that that you know you scratch your head. <laughs> you know what were they thinking? But but they still mm-hmm. managed to be around. Now they're my number one band. But there's definitely things that Kiss has done throughout their career that made me scratch my head.
1: But that's okay. That actually to me does represent either you know, experimentation, mm-hmm. growth. If you plug along through life just being you know, comfortable, mm-hmm. then you haven't lived it. You need to fail. You need to do something that scares you. Their music
0: doesn't always really make
1: sense with their image. And see, that's the thing. And when you educated me, <laughs> I now, you know, and, and we went to a show. Mm-hmm. I so respect those guys now. Yeah.
0: The fact that Gene and Paul are in their 70s, and they still put on the makeup and all that costumes, you know what that shit weighs? (laughs) The show they put on, they're Mm -hmm. larger than life. The world needs Kiss. (laughs) Wow.
1: I really feel that. I know you do. I think they're a great escape. And I don't disagree. I just You had fun at the show, right? Of course I had fun at the show. You made me a bunch of CDs. Mm -hmm. I could listen to the songs Mm -hmm. three times, and I pretty much got them down pat.
0: That's okay, though. Dude, one of your bands is the Ramones, so don't, give me, don't even give me shit about that. <laughs> well played. Okay. But I want to talk about some of the other reasons why KISS means mm-hmm. what they mean to me. All right, yeah. look. KISS always talks about, we're entertainers first. Right. We want people to come to the show and escape for a couple right. hours. We want people to get their money's worth. That more than anything else KISS gives you.
1: Right. They know who they are. They know what they are. I completely respected them. I mean, you could truly feel that they appreciated the audience. Exactly. You know, that was great. I really liked when, you know, Paul brought up that little girl on stage Mm -hmm. and strummed the guitar with her. Mm -hmm. The thing they did with the vets, the injured vets, Mm -hmm.
0: that's all amazing stuff.
1: What's more American than that, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, helping out a
0: vet. There's been a lot of changing trends in the music industry. Mm -hmm. They've had different lineup changes in the band. They didn't really get any support from radio for most of their career. They still right. don't really.
1: No, you know, they, they get don't. played
0: yeah. on satellite, and you know, right? Maybe a handful of songs, if that, on classic rock. Right. But yeah. you know, they were they were always sort of considered a joke because of the makeup mm-hmm. and stuff. They right. can play. They can write good songs. Mm-hmm. So what if they're basic? Right Gene Simmons talks about How their music is They're like a hamburger As opposed to Like a steak dinner Okay Everybody appreciates A good hamburger Every once in a sure. while Right And then the other thing too They took branding And merchandising To a whole other level I mean there right. have been Other bands that have done The merchandising before them Like the Beatles were A band that did The merchandising right. Jackson 5 if Oh you yeah Consider them a band mm-hmm. But people give Kiss shit For all the things That they put their logo on Right But if people continue To buy that shit Why shouldn't they Put it out there mm-hmm. Yeah. They're more than a band to me. hmm Their message, their influence. Yeah. There have been times in my life where their message of believing in yourself got me through some shit, so. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of bands that have that kind of impact on me. Right. And just the so. fact that they've stayed together. Yeah.
1: Should we move into our honorable mentions? Yes,
0: let's do that. I'll tell you what. Let yeah. me do mine first. Okay. Because I'm not going to defend them all. I'm no, just I'm gonna not going to defend These them. are some other names that came up that I was right. considering for the top five. Okay. But they didn't quite make it. Not for any one particular reason. Right. Just, you know. Go ahead. Honorable mentions for me. Sticks, oh, Aerosmith. Yes. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Okay. Journey. Oh. The Cars. Okay. And Chicago. Okay. Now, certainly there's people that would probably argue for any of those bands.
1: Yeah. Aerosmith was in a lot of people's top tens and even top fives and Mm -hmm. stuff. Mine are very, very different. You probably thought outside the box a little more than I did too. Well, all right. Here, I'll throw the first one at you. Mm -hmm. Beach Boys. I actually thought of the Beach Boys too. I mean, you can't deny they created and advanced this whole surfer sound of Mm the 50s. Absolutely. Brian Wilson, you know, he's been touted as a genius when coming up with the
0: multiple layers Mm -hmm. of vocals and music and all that. That actually was one of the reasons why I didn't put him in my top five, because to Mm -hmm. me, the Beach Boys are mainly about Brian Wilson. Not to take anything away from the other guys in the band, but he wrote all the stuff, he Mm -hmm. arranged all the stuff, and then they had studio musicians play all the stuff. Yeah. So, they're almost more of a vocal group for me. Okay. And that's no disrespect to them. Mm -hmm. Again, like you said, very influential, and you can't deny all the hits and all that kind of stuff. Another one, The Doors.
1: Okay. Because I think the Doors, they were a different sound. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, freaking the organ. organ and stuff. I mean, yeah. come on,
0: really? No An question. Organ? Never a big fan of the Doors. Never really got them either. Yeah. Um, but I, I totally understand why you're mentioning them so I was a now. big fan of the Doors mm-hmm. and they
1: were in my top five. They just kind of got knocked down. They just
0: kind of get knocked down. down. I didn't want my top five
1: to just be late 60s, early 70s right. bands. Which, is <laughs> which one would have been thing. okay too. But Well, uh, yeah, but that's what I liked about what you're choosing is you've got a lot of 80s and newer stuff. I mean, Foo Fighters, friggin' awesome. You mm-hmm. know. They were almost a
0: conscious effort to put somebody a little bit more current in the list. I was also thinking Iron Butterfly. In Agata DeVita is all I really know. Right,
1: them. and I don't know a whole heck of a lot about them mm-hmm. either, but they really did kind of you know hone this heavier sound. Yeah, and then my list can just go frigging on and on with, like, you know, Metallica.
0: I'm Again, a- I thought of Metallica too, but then I was like, uh, eh, they're kind of more of a metal band. And the one thing about Metallica I will say and I'll give it up for is the fact that they really did it their way. I mean, absolutely. They got no support from radio no. and MTV. I mean, they just, <laughs> no. I mean, they built their audience from the ground up. Yeah. They mm-hmm. were headlining arenas without radio airplay. That's phenomenal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome.
0: REM, to okay. me,
1: REM definitely should be. In there, I saw them in Atlanta way back when, and it's just their sound, you know, coming out of Atlanta, but being this, you know, more alternative, they really grabbed the whole kind of alternative minded people in the Southeast, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. where I was going to college. And it was like, who is this REM? And they just were very different. So I think they definitely needed an honorable mention.
0: There's no right or wrong answers here. And I hope people are listening to this and not pulling their hair out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all have our favorites. Well, you think about it. What did we have in
1: common? Van Halen and the Eagles. Yeah. That's all we had in common. I'm right?
0: actually psyched that we had two in common. I thought it was just going to be Van Halen. I think we've made valid points for all of our choices, too. Yeah. The Ranking Things podcast is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Please visit jasondavisvoice.com. If you need a voice for a commercial, explainer video, narration, e-learning, phone message, and more. Remember, we want to know what you think. Send your top five American bands to rankingpodcast at yahoo.com or tweet at Jason Davis voice. I'm Jason Davis. I'm Eric Wrights for this old (laughs) house. Thanks for listening to the Ranking Things podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.